I wanted to just mention a background about me. I came to England from a young age to come and live with my father. I was approximately the age of six and coming over here to a new country, first of all, it was freezing. I had to get used to the weather. I had to get used to the people because in Jamaica, I tend to think people are more of a community. Like, you know your neighbors, you speak to them. Over here, your neighbor might be stern-faced. You probably don't even know your neighbor's names over here. There's more sense of a community back home, so I had to settle into a new environment and around new people. And it was difficult from a young age, especially when, you know, the first thing as a girl, you want to be with your mum. Growing up was difficult because my dad had multiple relationships with different women and different kids. And I faced abuse physically. Um, Discipline wasn't just being told off or getting sent to your room or sitting in the naughty corner, it was beating with a belt. I faced my head being smashed against cupboards, doors. I I faced bruises going to school to the point where, you know, psychologists came into the school and they was trying to question me what's going on. But I always covered it because I was scared of losing the security of having a home. Because I was always told that no one else cares about me and the world is not a nice place and everyone is for themselves and it's only, um, you know, my parents that could take care of me. And it was very confusing growing up, you know. I went to an all-girls school and even coming home from school, I was timed. I had to be home by 4.30 in the evening. Otherwise, you know, if I'm not there to answer the house phone, I'll get beaten. So it was continuous beatings. It was continuous abuse. Um, I'd have bruises and lashes where my skin's actually broke from the force of the belt hitting me. Or I'd have bumps on my head where I've been thrown against cupboard doors. I was continuously abused growing up and throughout my life, it has affected me um, until I came to face the fact that it was abuse and not burying it and saying, oh, it was discipline. And I think a lot of the times in Caribbean homes and families, it's put down as, oh yeah, it's discipline because they may have experienced it. But to that extent where your child's bleeding or have bruises of their skin or, they are questioning why they're even alive, that is abuse. And I think that in itself affected the relationships I entered growing up. And it made me make some bad decisions in my life, with my life choices. Um, It affected my career. Even when I graduated, there were certain jobs I couldn't go go for because of the things that I did out of anger growing up. The behavior that I was showing was rebellion because I was angry at the world. I was angry for the fact that I went through this. And it affected me. And I think in the black community, there isn't enough um, safeguarding. There isn't enough um, people out there. As much as social services 
eventually got involved at the end. I was never supported. I was questioned by the police about the sexual abuse and the physical abuse, but they did nothing because the perpetrator denied everything. I didn't have the family security around me for anyone to fight my corner and tell me that it's okay or that I believe you. It was a sense like, oh, that happened to you, oh, that's sad. But no one ever confronted the perpetrator. It was just me on my own. And um, even though I was helped by particular family members, I don't think the help was sufficient enough that I could have received if I was seeing someone professional or someone that knew how to handle such situations. I think they dealt with it as best as they could, but I think maybe because they were shocked themselves and they had their own kids and families, they didn't know exactly how to deal with it. And a part of them may have been in denial, you know, and it's sad. It is really sad looking back at it, but it made me who I am today. It gave me the strength. I am a fighter and I am motivated and I am focused on my goals. And I'm not saying that every day I wake up and it's all sunshine and rainbows. I'm just like everyone else that faced sadness, that faced doubt. But the fact in the back of my mind that I've implanted that seed where I can foresee greatness in my future and I keep on pursuing, I keep achieving goals, that's what keeps me going. And from when you plant that seed, no matter what you're going through in your life, you will always be able to carry on and you will always be able to stay focused in your life. And um, I think there was just so much influence of people that I've met on the roads. You know, I've been around people that sell drugs. I've been around people that um, sell their body. I've been around people that may have committed crimes or murders. These are people that I've met on my journey. And I wouldn't change my experiences with them for the world because they've taught me so much by being around them, positive and negative things. And going back to the main point of trauma, because of the trauma that I went through as a child, I buried it. I buried it because other people were burying it. The perpetrator did this to me and other family members, caregivers, parents were in denial about it. They didn't react, they were not angry, they didn't try to attack. It was just this thing, oh that's sad that happened and I can't believe it. But how was how was the perpetrator doing? Have you spoken to them? And I was forced back to be around the perpetrator and I did not want to be there, but I felt that if I had a problem with it, I would make everyone else unhappy and I'd make everyone else sad. So I buried it. And through me burying it, it's actually affected my memory quite deeply, to be honest, because with names, I tend to forget names and I tend to forget... Um, things. For instance, someone could tell me a name of a film and five minutes later I'm asking what was that? But I think it's just through me learning how to forget certain things that happened to me and it has been proven, there's been research that say that it can affect your memory because you block so much out, you just forget things easily. And it's only now as I'm growing up I'm realising what I actually went through and why my mind works how it is. I'm understanding myself. And I think through this trauma that I experienced growing up as a child, 
Um, I will discuss this on a later podcast about abuse and trauma. Um, but through that experience as a child and me burying it, I, it's led me on a pathway where I've chosen to be in relationships with certain people and led me here now in this experience with my ex. It led me to still hold on. It led me to to still feel compassion towards him because I've always in the past compared, oh, it's not as bad as, you know, when I was sexually abused by this trusted person or when I was physically abused by this person, you haven't hurt me. I'm comparing the threshold of pain, which then allows me to still accept what they're doing to me. And it is very hurtful. It is hurtful. But I'm glad that I'm understanding the reasons why I made those decisions and why I chose that path because then it can help me change it helped me change it's helping me change so I just wanted to sort of explain what I previously went through so maybe you can understand the decisions that I made with my ex and the reasons why I kept talking to him and the reasons to why I forgave him and I know that most females that would have went through something like this probably would hate their ex's guts and not speak to them ever again after finding out. And a part of me felt like I wanted to do that, but I couldn't at the time because I was too busy comparing the trauma and blocking things out. So, as I said, I'm going to explain about trauma. I'm going to explain about my childhood trauma, my experience being sexually abused, my experience being physically abused from a young age growing up in high school to leaving high school and um, yeah I'm now going to discuss the issues that I faced when I found out that my ex was potentially bisexual. Today we're going to discuss a very important topic, I think, because I think even though in the media it's being talked about, I think in the black community is normally a taboo and shunned for years now. Um, so this topic is about being gay in a straight relationship and my personal experience. The reason why I'm discussing this on my podcast is because I think that a lot of women experience it and it's becoming quite a dominant subject between females now because I think in social media it's now widely accepted Um, but when it happens in your circle it's more of a shock to you a lot of people in denial about it Um, and also women are being made victim and I'm using the word victim because it's literally a victim when you are in a relationship with a man and you're unaware of his sexual preference especially when you're making future plans such as having babies or marriage or just even having a monogamous relationship 
being with someone and them knowing that they have gay tendencies or they're messing around with someone who is a male. Now, I'm not putting emphasis on the fact that this person's a male, but it's a shock to the system to know that your partner is bisexual, being a straight person. Now, um, from my own personal experience, I'm going to begin with starting from how I found out. Now, I'm not going to name drop and mention any names on this podcast because I still respect people's uh, privacy. But I will say that this relationship, I think, was kind of quick in a sense because we started dating just before quarantine we spent a lot of time together it was very intense um attachment were formed very quickly on both sides eventually (laughs) and um yeah so to begin with i didn't have any i wasn't aware of the fact that my ex possibly could have been bisexual or would have encouraged bisexual behaviour on his side or um, I had no clue, there was really no signs. I think now where I am, there may have been signs but I was unconscious to it. Um... And the way that I found out was quite devastating, to be honest. Um, But I'm going to begin by telling you the story. Uh, It started with a party, so I'm sitting and seeing a party, a little drink up, people chilling, having a drink. Um, And a few hours later, I remember my partner coming up to me at the time, saying that he had received Felicio. So someone had given him oral sex, which was a female at the time, because I was quite open in my relationship. I would say that experimental um, in my relationship, because I felt as though being overly protective of your partner, maybe if you gave them some space to explore um being with other women or being open when they feel like they want to be with other women maybe i would somehow become this person's friend um and be through being friends they could sort of get that out of their system and not only that i'd be aware of when they're cheating because i'd be there um he would make me know what's going on so I'd say it was quite open, in a sense, but open with trust and open with communication. Not, okay, I met someone, I'm going to go and do this with them. I'm not going to acknowledge you. I'm not going to let you know what's happening. It was more of, at the time, if that's how you felt, and this is something that you felt like you wanted to do, we will openly discuss it and see where we're moving forward with it. So, continuing now, um, after he had explained to me that this young lady had given him Felicio, 
that had given him oral sex, I was in total shock and dismay because I thought to myself, how can a man still cheat even though you're giving him leeway to see other females or interact with other females? I thought we were friends. I thought we were past this. I thought we were not like a standard relationship. I thought you was happy because there was nothing that you lacked in order to be happy. Um, but for some reason, he wasn't satisfied with that. Uh, so a few months went by after I confronted him. Um, let's go back. He, I confronted him about it. He then later on lied. When confronted with the two people that was involved, he lied. They also lied. Um, one person in question were sort of throwing hints at me making remarks, but then when it was faced where all three of them were on the phone, three individuals were on the phone, everyone's mouth has changed and, you know, two out of the three people denied it. The young lady in question that gave him Felicia at the time that he told me about, she was just like, no, babe, I'd never do that. Um, if that had happened, I'd speak to you. And, yeah. So, moving on from that, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to leave it. He's now changed his mouth. He said that he was drunk. He wasn't aware of what he's doing. I'm going to leave it at that. So, I thought to myself, my grandma always said to me, play fool to be wise. So, I thought I would play fool to be wise because the truth will always reveal itself. So, moving on, we were still going around these people, everything was there. In the relationship, I could tell you that there's a taint of mistrust, a taint of, um, I wasn't sure. So, I wasn't sure of where we would be going, I wasn't sure of who he was, I wasn't sure of the relationship we had. Me staying there, I think it was a sense of I couldn't be bothered to find anyone, um, I couldn't be bothered to um, dig deep. I didn't have the um, correct evidence. Um, has he now changed his mind? And the relationship was quite young, so I was able to find myself to move on from this. So now moving on to me finding about this male that's involved, I was told by my ex's friend that he had been at this guy's house in question let's call him x so he was at x's house and chilling with x and his best friend who's a female so he's speaking to the female then he overheard a man in the room so he's in the room with a female, thinking it's just him and the female. He hears a guy in the room. They get at it because he is now uncomfortable with the lights being out. He's not sure of what's going on. Now, when I heard this story, I thought to myself, that's very strange because at the time you were in the same room as X and the female in question. And you may have faced the same issue because it seems as though their ex is using the female in question as a tool to gain access to 
the men that he seemed to be interested in. Now, my words are not Bible. I've just made my assumptions. I've analysed the situation and that is what my intuition is saying to me. I haven't been corrected, so I'm going with it. Um, So then that led me to question him, is that the sort of thing that happened to you? You know, when you saw this female who you was obviously attracted to, um, did X try to involve himself? And then he went to explain to me that he was in the bathroom and he went pee and the young lady gave him Felicio and the young man and the young lady was previously in the bathroom sort of doing their own thing fondling and after she had given him Felicia, she said to him that he needs to turn off the light and then he said he turned the light off and then they were all three entertaining each other now me even talking about it now is sending chills up my spine i'm still sort of overcoming it because it's still a shock it's a traumatic event um but I, I thought to myself, if I feel this way, how would he feel? So I then led to question him and said, are you gay? Is this what you like doing? Um, he said no, that um, he was told to turn off the light and X, the male in question, um, started performing oral sex on him and he didn't say anything at all it was a thrill and he ejaculated and that was it and he's not gay now in my mind i was questioning in order for you to be sexually aroused you have to be attracted in some form of way or be excited in some form of way for a man to perform oral sex on you because most straight men if a guy approaches them for oral sex they're going to refuse because it's not of their interest they won't be able to um perform drawing all sex because their body wouldn't allow them because they're not interested looking at the science behind a man a man's body it is a sort of mental seeing feeling and touching in order to perform if you're not seeing what you like and you're not being touched the way you like you won't be able to perform so in my mind i sort of had that circuit already there I had that belief system there I still stick by that belief system um but what I have come to realize is this subject is so complicated and the psychology behind it is so complicated and so deep and I don't think there's enough information out there and I don't think enough research has been completed out there but my common sense can say to me look you've received oral sex from a guy you're possibly bisexual for you to have enjoyed it for you to still be around this person for you to still be comfortable with this person for you to even put yourself in a situation where it could possibly happen again you thoroughly enjoyed it now um moving on from that i then questioned him with if he has done it before I then question him whether or not it's something that he plans to do in the future I question him if 
he's gay or is he bi and he stood by his word and said no this is not what I like I feel disgusted by it I do not want to be with a man I want to be with a woman I don't want that lifestyle but to me I just feel as though remember I've known this person for a while I feel like they're scared I feel like they're confused I feel like their family as well has a huge part to play in it because they're Caribbean and they do not want possibly for their son to be seen as being gay because there's a huge stereotype on it. I know that a lot of people have been quite um, understanding now, but there are still quite a few families that will disown their children or will shun them. Um, But what I couldn't understand is from his father's side, everyone was quite cool about it. I don't think they're very judgmental. Um, I think his mum in particular had a problem with it because when I mentioned it to her, she was just in straight denial um, about it. And I just want to touch on the subject that even as a woman, when this has happened to you, it's so difficult to even talk about your feelings with yourself because you might feel embarrassed, you might feel ashamed, you might be surprised you might be in doubt about yourself but not only that you're dealing with the fact that family members and friends they don't want to discuss it they'd rather not hear about it because it's such a taboo or they themselves may not be able to deal with it so they block it out or they um say that you know no this cannot be happening it's not true and sort of brush it over where then you're left to deal with it on your own because no one is willing to believe what you're saying or even hear or wanting to hear it especially if they themselves the man is putting on this act that he loves women and he's social media filled with women or he's always been seen with women and he's built this reputation of being a womanizer or being in love with women or loving women in general um so it's difficult for you to sort of process your feelings especially when you're feeling alone. What helped me is speaking to my mom and speaking to my close friends about it. That helped me process my feelings. That helped me put everything in perspective. That helped me sort of map out and understand what is actually going on. Because in all honesty, it was such a shock and horror it felt like a complete nightmare and I truly believe if I didn't have anyone to talk to I probably would have fell into some form of depression now this is why I also mentioned to my ex that a lot of women out there or people in general when they go through stressful situations such as this it's a point they're so shocked they're shocked into a state of mind where they can fall into depression, they can start self-harming, they can turn to substance abuse, it could affect their mental health. So it's so important to talk about this subject, it's so important to talk about your feelings and talk through it, even seeing a therapist. So you can find strategies to overcome the negative feelings and find ways that you can fill your time with things that can make you feel more positive and make you feel um, like, you know, focused on the future, focused on yourself, even self-care. 
Now, I'm not a biased person. So, after this discussion had happened, and I sort of spoke to my friends and a few family members about it, um, I thought maybe I can try forgiveness. Now, even though I forgave this guy, he was still being... uh, He was in deeply in infidelity so this is talking on instagram whatsapp messaging and i sort of thought you know maybe he's this way because he went through some sort of childhood trauma and i think he's just overly sexualized himself so i think because of the trauma he's experienced it's like sex plays a big deal in his life he doesn't know how to differentiate having sex with someone for um, pleasure, but also having that trust. I think when the trust is broken and you receive trauma, you don't actually understand the importance of trust with these things. And if you do not realise yourself that you have a problem with infidelity or you have an addiction or you cannot be uh, honest in your relationship and stick to one woman. It's a major problem in relationships. And time and time again, I've seen friends, I've seen family members, I've even seen TV programs. You see a man that is saying that he wants to be in a relationship, saying that he wants to be with a woman, but in reality, he's being a cheater cheating and you know performing um infidelity which is very unfair but when you throw in the mix of um the fact that you're sleeping with men also it's very unfair because you're putting that woman's life at risk you're not only sleeping with men you're sleeping with women you're sleeping with multiple people now that in itself is very unhealthy and for you to do that that shows you don't really care about your health and you don't care about the woman's health that you're in a relationship with and it's very dangerous and these men need to realize that the danger and the risk they're putting their partners through on both sides now as i said i try to forgive my ex I was very bitter I was very angry I was very cold I was very sad now the reason why I'm naming out my emotions is so that I could put a stamp on it sometimes when you are going through a feeling of emotion it's not good to block it because at one point I did try to block it I I tried to pretend that you know that I don't really care I don't have no feelings I switched off all my emotional feelings and was literally just in the relationship to the point where it sort of crumbled and everything came pouring out anyway. Um, And that is, you know, that behaviour is based off a theory called the behavioural theory of betrayal. So, you know, me blocking it out just made things worse. But um, definitely talking and 
talking about my feelings really helped that situation um I think on his side I'm grateful that he told me the truth because I think if I had found out through another way it would hurt me more but I think because he then realized when I was questioning him and seeing the emotions I was going through he was able to come out and tell me the truth and that's the thing it was a I think maybe for him it was may have been a hard thing to do because he may have not known how I was going to react I could have went and told and shamed him on social media, his friends and family. And I think sometimes the fear stops men from coming out, but at the same time, it's unfair for you to protect yourself because you're scared while you're having someone in a relationship thinking thinking that you're for them and thinking that they're in a monogamous relationship with you. Um, and I think that needs to be also highlighted. Do not enter relationships as a bisexual or bicurious man and not let your partner know because you don't know how that person is going to react and feel. They might start feeling inadequate because a woman's a woman and a man is a man. If you're attracted to men and you're with a woman, a woman can never fill that place or that gap. She might give you the sense of comfort and feeling where you have companionship, but you're always going to want more. You're always going to crave that feeling or touch of a male and the sooner that you are able to realize that as a man the better it is for you not only for you but as the relationship who knows maybe you tell the female you could be friends um you know if she can't deal with the fact that you want an open relationship with another man you could become friends from it and it also brings a level of trust as well because before you enter a relationship everything's put on the table and everyone knows where they stand and what they want to do obviously in my case this was not done I was under the influence it was like females all the way when it's not when he clearly has thrills from being around other males now apart from that um there's another section of where I've gone back and tried to be in a relationship with this guy and the feeling was unimaginable because there's always doubt, insecurities, questioning of, you know, is he fantasizing about a man now? Is he going to see a man now? Am I good enough? And I am not an insecure person, but this situation made me question myself. It made me question who I am. It made me question what I stand for. You know, I had friends that were like, this is not you. You know, this is, I'm sure this is not what you want. Um, how are you able to forgive him for something so, such a detriment to you? You know, my closest friend said oh I feel like you are holding your emotions and she was right I was holding a lot of my emotion but um to accept what was going on it was very hard I think even up to today, I'm still in slight disbelief. Sometimes, as people, we tend to, when we're in a relationship, 
expect that it's going to work out. You remain positive in a relationship. It's normal to remain positive. It is a good thing to remain positive in a relationship. But I think you always have to remember not to forget yourself. I wouldn't say I forgot myself completely because I would say I'm a stern partner where I will set out the rules and boundaries and expect them to be followed and I also have a lot of my rules and boundaries that I follow when I'm dealing with someone but for some reason in this relationship there were no boundaries there were no rules towards the end and it was really heartbreaking it was something that happened to me that I, I would never actually forget the experience um, the trauma itself because it is a traumatic experience I'm learning to let go off I'm still letting go of it is still quite fresh. Bearing in mind this happened a few, well, I found out not too long around my birthday. So I'm trying to celebrate my birthday with so much questions on my mind. And it was a difficult period. It reached a point where it got so bad, I wished that I can perform some sort of magic and make him feel how I was feeling so he could understand logically what I was thinking, how I was feeling and what I was going through because it was a whirlwind of emotions. And taking in consideration, this was someone who I trusted a, a complete lot. As I mentioned, I saw him as a brother, as a best friend, as a partner. Um, and even the guy that performed oral sex on him, it was, a, I would say, a close friend. Um, at some point, you could even describe it as family because it was my ex-partner's cousin. Um, and I've been with him for a long period of time. I think it was in the total of seven years, to be exact, who I eventually got married to. That's gonna be another story to discuss, but it was hurtful. It was not only the fact that I was now losing a partner, I was losing someone that I claim to be like family. You know, in relationships, you always have your ups and downs with people. You fall out with some people sometimes. But I'm a forgiving person. I'm an understanding person. And in life, people make mistakes. But this was one mistake that I don't think that I could override. I couldn't overlook it because it was so sneaky. And when I say sneaky, I mean it was done in a way where... It was premeditated, you know, it was premeditated and this person was making remarks and making sly comments such as, oh, your man's really open. Um, yeah, I don't think, ha you know how open he really is. By the time I just, 
I don't know, I wasn't thinking down the lane of, oh, he's gay or he's bisexual because he's never showed me that that's in his mind. He's never showed me that. Um, Our intimate relationship, there was nothing on that side. We were quite free. Uh, I was able to please myself. He was able to please himself. There was no fear of being ourselves around each other. We spoke about so many different things. Politics, life, you know, genuine conversations. We could speak for hours. And what is hurtful as well is because at the time, I didn't want to actually be in a relationship with this guy. I was seeing him. I was focused on my goals i was getting my goals i was making my money i was confident i was happy i was traveling as a matter of fact when i met him i just came back from jamaica where i spent like a month and a half for christmas so i've come back and i'm tanned i'm all bodied up looking good and then i come across him and it was like a whirlwind because I was like, no, I don't want to be in a relationship. And I think it's unfair when men enter relationships or make it seem like they want to be in a relationship or put forward the fact that they want to be in a relationship with a female and chase them, continuously putting pressure on them for them to then think that this man wants them, only for you to then... Excuse my language, but fuck them over because that's exactly what happened um I couldn't understand why he wanted to do that obviously he wanted to have his cake and eat it too now it just comes a question in my mind his intentions because as I said he was still going around this guy he was still going around this female he showed no form of remorse for his actions He showed no form of um, doubt in his mind about himself. Because in my mind, if this happened to a straight man, he'd be questioning himself. I think I expected him to react differently in a sense where he probably wouldn't want to be around him. He'd probably going through some of his own sort of mental issues i'm not saying i was expecting him to be acting crazy or anything but taking time out to question himself and question what he wants but he just seemed to be okay with everything like getting on with his normal life going out to see friends laughing joking while i'm sitting there looking at him thinking are you okay are you normal are you are you right with yourself because If I'm feeling like this, how are you feeling? How are you able to continue your day and be so calm, be so happy after you had received oral sex from a guy and you're supposed to be straight? And that's why I'm thinking this must have happened before. He must have messed around with a male before for him to feel so comfortable with being around this person and for him to not show any form of doubt, for him to still walk around with a smile on his face, for him to feel comfortable with himself. And 
even with his friends, when I spoke to his close friend about it, he was just like, man, this is too much and we're too grown for this and I want to not get too involved in this. But at the end of the day, I don't basically understand this and if you two aren't able to sit down and see eye to eye, I think you should just leave him. And to be honest, from the way his friend was speaking, it was like he's sick and tired of hearing females complain to him about his friend or he didn't seem shocked in a sense where he discussed the fact that his close friend could possibly be gay. And then I thought to myself, maybe he sort of knew or maybe he's seen something in him where it's not cause of a surprise. But from the sounds of it, speaking to his friend beforehand, when there were some issues in the relationship, they did mention to me that he moves kind of mad. Not mad in the sense where he's crazy, but he is scary. When he drinks, he may lose his phone and he gets himself into issues that he shouldn't be getting into as a grown man. Like, he has no um, guidance with himself or self-control with himself where he'd be doing things and later on regretting it. And at the time, I did think to myself, wow, okay, could I possibly deal with this? But hearing his mum speak to me and explain, you know, our relationships sometimes have ups and downs, but I know that he really loves you, the way he speaks to you. Hearing that and with him saying that how, you know, he didn't know he had such strong feelings for me and he wants to change, that in itself allowed me to stay around with him. Um, This isn't necessarily a good thing because I think that what happened is he would try and do everything right. I don't know if he felt like he was stepping on eggshells, like if he said the wrong thing. Um, the reaction he got may have not been a positive one. But he said to me, many of times, he said to me, you know, I want to make this right. Allow me to show you that I'm a changed man. Allow me to prove myself to you. Um, he would buy me things. He would try and make me feel as comfortable as possible. But no matter what he started to do, it just made me feel still uncomfortable because I still wasn't happy with the outcome. And I must say he has changed a lot with himself and he has improved himself a lot. A part of me did feel slightly bitter because it was like, why are you making all these changes and improving yourself and improving your lifestyle now that me and you's not together? And when I was consistently drilling it into you and showing you that you can become a better person and you deserve to be a seen as this good person even in his career like his career is going well for him um you know he is in the public eye with what he does and his career is growing 
in acting, he's growing, and he's got a following. And I always said to him, dress the part, act the part. You know, your appearance is key. And he's listened to some of the advice I've given him, even with his friends. I've said to him, because he put so much on his friends or trying to people please all the time. I said to him, he needs to grow within himself and not allow people to depend on him as not. Because what I realised, there were some of his friends that were taking advantage. And because I cared for him, I was showing him these different aspects, as a woman does. And this is the point I'm trying to say. If you're with someone, don't allow them to invest so much of their energy and time into you if you know where it's leading to, if you know where it's going, because it's unfair. It's unfair because this energy's going to be wasted. And I'm not saying it's going to be wasted because you're not going to improve. It's going to be wasted because they are not going to be is not doing anything for them. They're improving you to improve the relationship, not improving you to then go off and go and be with someone else, with what they're investing in you. And a lot of the people, a lot of people would argue and say, oh yeah, but if you really care for someone, you want them to do good. Yeah, it's true. But when you're in a relationship, 50% is comes from you and 50% comes from the other party. And especially if you're not getting anything back from them, and you are investing a lot of time in them and improving them, it's not fair because they're going to have to walk away and leave that. And that's what I felt difficult with letting go because it's like I see the changes and then I see the beauty that I once saw in him, but then the realisation always kicks me in the ass and it's like, yeah, but you're not together and this will never be and this can never happen and we're just going to go in a circle and I'll always end back at stage one, whether it's just communicating on the phone, we have conversations, because attachments are easy, are easy to form, very easy, especially when you spend time around them. And this is a subject that I discuss on my Instagram at Claudia Dimes X. So that's Claudia Dimes underscore X, um, where I've posted a post about trauma, about emotional trauma, where you have someone in your life, it could be a parent, a family, a friend, a partner, where you've given them trust and they show that they trust you, you've built this bond and it's their responsibility to safeguard your emotions and feelings and take care of you and they've abused that trust. And it's very traumatic because it can lead a person to think, who can I trust? If I can't trust you, who can I trust? Once that is broken, it's hard to mend. And it can cause long-term damage. Especially as of what I did, I was blocking it out and pretending that I was okay. Me doing that caused short-term memory loss. I know it sounds crazy, but I think I've done that throughout my childhood. I came from a very negative and a disturbed childhood where I faced abuse where physically, sexually, and I was abandoned by my family. I had, at one point, I felt like I didn't have anyone to support me, you know? And as I mentioned earlier, it was 
a trauma is trauma i think this led me to end up in certain relationships and when things like this does happen i tend to bury it and i'm learning to overcome that and i'm learning to find strategies to move forward where it doesn't affect me and it doesn't affect me as much as it, it did when i was younger when i was facing physical and sexual abuse but in my adult life i just tend to put on this mask of being strong and being fierce and you know i am woman and i could take on the world and nothing doesn't bother me you know cuz where i'm from what my mum has taught me is things happen you need to let it go you know like scrape it up and dash it away but in life it doesn't work like that you have to face your emotions and a lot of people do not face them which means that they hold it in and in longer life it will come out and it will be traumatizing and you could have a potentially a breakdown and in society today there's so much pressure on what you should be there's so much pressure on how you should look how you should behave what job you should have where you should be at a certain age and you have people watching you and it's so easy to slip into the sense where you have to perform and when i say perform you have to put on this um whole charade of yes i'm strong i'm here you know i've gone to uni i've got a job i'm successful in what i do no one ever talks about when they're down no one ever talks about when they're sad and i think it's a fear of making people unattracted to you or making people distant from you but in reality people should take you for the good times and the bad times people should be around you when you're good people should be around you even when you're going through things because it's all what makes you as a person and i know that in the future there's bright brightness and that's what's kept me going throughout the years as i'm now a woman and i've experienced parenthood and i've experienced different elements of life i know there's a bright light at the end of the tunnel and i'm going to keep going i'm going to keep pursuing my dreams and i'm not going to stop but at the same time i'm going to embrace the troubles that i face in my life when they happen in order for me to get over it i need to embrace it and i'm learning to and through me doing these podcasts and creating posts online and reading and researching and sharing my experiences with people i really hope that i could touch someone and reach out to someone that may be going through something just like me or something of similar nature where you're facing the same emotions and the, the same um fears where you can also see the brightness and you can see that the bright tunnel you know you have to stay focused have that tunnel vision and stay focused on your end goal and that in itself will keep you going i found that any time that i have faced issues in my life whether it's personal relationships or financial issues or losses you know i did carnival and my till was robbed of thousands even up to now i don't know the correct amount but hundreds of pounds went missing and i believe it's in the thousands cuz i collected so much money but i truly feel that 
I was robbed by my ex-partner, not my ex-partner who I found out is possibly bisexual, my previous ex, and how I was able to overcome that emotional feeling. I went to the gym, I spent time with my family, um, the little family that I do have anyway, my friends, you know, I take my friends as my family, speaking about what I was going through and also enjoying life, you know, taking holidays and spending time with my child, it always helps. There's always something that you can do to help yourself. Self-love is so important. And this is how I came to create this podcast because in everything you do in life, if you don't have a sense of meaning with yourself, you will get lost on your journey, this journey of life. So thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I will be talking more in depth about this subject and mental health on my next podcast. And I hope this has helped someone out there and this is gaining an insight into people that follow me to get to know who I am and to get to know why I do these podcasts, why I do my affirmations on YouTube, Guided with Claudia Dimes, um, and why I create posts of motivation, because I'm not only trying to motivate you, I'm motivating myself. So I'm sending you peace, love, and blessings, guys. And take care of yourselves and stay focused. Love you. Love yourself.